Today on Grace to the Hearers with Pastor Eric Kluth. We have all rejected God as well. We have rejected God through our sin. Therefore, God has given us a king. Because of our rejection, God has given us a king. But this king brings us back to God. Jesus is the king of kings. As we learn, he is God's anointed one. And to those who believe in his name, the name of Jesus will become one in Jesus. Pastor Eric shares in his message a comparison between Samuel anointing Saul as king and God anointing us through sending his son Jesus. Just as Paul was set apart for God's purpose, we are also set apart if we choose to take Jesus as our Lord and Savior and should therefore be challenged to live our lives as such. Well, let's join Pastor Eric for part two of his message in 1 Samuel 10. He is going to take care of you physically. He knows your needs. Why? Because you're a part of him. You are in him. Therefore, he knows. When you hurt your toe, your big toe, when you cut it, doesn't the rest of the body know? Yes. Same thing in our lives. When we are in, when we are grafted into Christ, when we are rubbed into God, rubbed into the anointed one, when we are part of the anointed one Christ, God provides physically. That's a promise from God. Finally, God then, being a part of the anointed one with Christ, God has offered you that his spirit. God has offered you his Holy Spirit. Offered you the Spirit of God. The Spirit of God will come upon you. Jesus said this, But you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem, and in Judea, and Samaria, and to the end of the earth. Acts 1.8 Jesus speaking to his disciples before he has ascended into heaven, says to his disciples, You will receive power. When the Holy Spirit has come upon you, the same Spirit of God that fell upon Saul can fall upon you and give you power. Because here's the thing, Jesus Christ wants to give you this power. Jesus wants you to become another person. Because look what happened to Saul when he had the Spirit of God coming upon him. The Word says, I'm not saying it, the Word says that he was another man. He changed. And the same thing can happen to you and to me. And maybe it has happened to you. Maybe the Spirit of God has fallen upon you and you are another person. (laughs) A person who is manifesting in the Spirit of God. Many of us have received the Word of God. Many of us have received Jesus. Many of us have even been baptized with water. For you are like the Samaritans. Check this out. Acts 8.14. Now when the apostles who were at Jerusalem heard that Samaria had received the word of God, they sent Peter and John to them, who, who when they had come down, prayed for them that they might receive the Holy Spirit. For yet he had fallen upon none of them, They had only been baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Then they laid hands on them, and they received the Holy Spirit. 
the people of Samaria received the word of God. They were even baptized in the name of Jesus. But they had not yet had the Holy Spirit fall upon them. But by prayer and a heart to receive, they received the Holy Holy Spirit coming upon them. They received the power that Jesus promised to his disciples. They received the power that Jesus gives. And by receiving the Holy Spirit, Jesus will bring forth the power out of your body. Because you are the temple of the living God. It is him who is living inside of you. It is him who is doing the work. It is him who wants to perform these powerful miracles to bring people to Jesus Christ. It's not to build your kingdom, but it's to build his kingdom. And God wants to use you. He wants to give you the power. Because look at what Jesus said to his disciples He said in John 14, 12, Most assuredly I say to you, He who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also. Greater works than these he will do because I go to my Father. I'm not making this up. This is in your Bibles. When Jesus ascended into heaven, he did not want his disciples to disband, it wasn't the end of the road. I was watching on the History Channel. I know it's not the most accurate thing, but it was the Bible. Did you guys see that on history? And it was at this point when Jesus has ascended into heaven, the disciples were standing there, and the guy who was playing Peter, he's like, come on, let's go. We've got work to do. I mean, I know that's not recorded in the book, but it's like a good visual. God didn't want the men to to disband, the disciples, the men and women who followed him. Jesus wanted his disciples to carry on the work. And Jesus said, whoever believes in me will do greater works than I do. Holy smokes. Do you guys know this? Let me tell you this. On the day of Pentecost, when the Holy Spirit fell upon the disciples... When Peter, when they were speaking, when the tongues fell upon them like fire, when they were speaking, glorifying God, that Peter then went down after the people were saying, man, what's going on with these guys? They're speaking words of glorifying to God in our languages. And some of them are like, well, they're drunk. And Peter's like, what are you talking about? They're drunk. It's like nine in the morning. It's God. And so he, he then gives this huge sermon, a powerful sermon, yet very simple. Christ died, he raised again, and he loves you, <laughs> the gospel. And don't you know that there was more people recorded, converted on that day than what Jesus did in his whole entire ministry? Why? Because of the Spirit of God falling upon, and he was doing greater works than what Christ did in a sense. But it wasn't Peter, it was the Spirit of the living God. It was him. It was, it was God. It was the Holy Spirit empowering Peter. That blows my mind. Jesus wants to do great works in and through you. He wants to do them in the power of the Holy Spirit. Having the Holy Spirit upon you, you will become another person. 
Not in a weird such a way, but in a powerful way of God. Peter went from a denying man, a denying man, to a proclaiming man. Is there a change? A little girl said to him, hey, aren't you one of those who followed him? No. But then he's in front of all these people in Jerusalem, and then like 3,000 people come forward. Is there a change? Why? Because it was a good day? A good day in ministry? Oh, this is a good day in ministry. 3,000 people gave their lives to Christ. I don't think so. It's the Holy Spirit. And then you see the records going on, going forward. Philip doing a work in Samaria. The Samaritans accepted Christ. Then Peter and John go. They accept the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit falls on them. Then the people are changed. And then it continues to roll today where the Spirit of God is falling upon people today. And so the thing is, is have you changed? Have you truly changed? Are you just one who believes in the Word of God, who has been baptized in the water? Great! But if you want the power of God, you need the Holy Spirit to fall upon you. Don't hide from the anointing. Don't hide from the anointing of God. Jesus wants to give you this power. It's for us. Because God is continuing to want to carry on his work. Verses 17 through 27. Then Saul, Samuel, Samuel called the people together to the Lord at Mizpah and said to the children of Israel, Thus says the Lord God of Israel, I brought you up, Israel, out of Egypt and delivered you from the hand of the Egyptians and from the hand of the kingdoms and from those who oppressed you. Huh. This is heavy, verse 19. But you have today rejected your God, who himself saved you from all your adversaries, adversities, adversities, yes, adversities, praise God, thank you, Noah, and your tribulations. And you have said to him, no, set a king over us. Now therefore present yourselves before the Lord by your tribes and by your clans. And when Samuel caused all the tribes of Israel to come near, and the tribe of Benjamin was chosen, when he had caused the tribe of Benjamin to come near by their families, the family of Martyr was chosen, and Saul the son of Kish was chosen. But when they sought him, he could not be found. Therefore they inquired of the Lord further, Has the man come here yet? And the Lord answered, There he is, hidden among the equipment. So they ran and brought him from there. And when he stood among the people, he was taller than any of the people from his shoulders upward. And Samuel said to all the people, Do you see him whom the Lord has chosen? There he is, right? That there is no one like him among all the people. So all the people shouted and said, Long live the king! Then Samuel explained to the people the behavior of royalty and wrote it in a book and laid it upon before the Lord. And that Samuel sent all the people away, every man to his house. And Saul also went to the home of Gibeah, and valiant men went with him, whose hearts God had touched. But some rebels said, How can this man save us? 
So they despised him and brought him no presents, but he held his peace. So we go from Samuel anointing Saul to Saul to going on this journey and becoming another man because the Holy Spirit had fallen upon him to now was the time to make his calling public. It was time to make it public to the people. And so Samuel calls all the people to Mizpah, and the Lord speaks through Samuel, and God reminds the people how he delivered them from Egypt, how he delivered them from the hands who oppressed them. And God then says to them that they had rejected the Lord, and the people had said no to God, and we want a king. (laughs) Think of Saul hearing these words at this time. The prophet Samuel saying, you have rejected God today. You wanted a king? He's going to give you a king. The dude hid. He took off. He hid. I mean, like, God is saying, you have rejected me to the people. So the tribe stands before God. Samuel calls the tribe of Benjamin first. Saul was chosen. They look for him. Where's Saul? Where's this king at? He's over there. They had to go to the Lord. Where's our king at? Oh, he's over there. He's in the equipment. He's over there. You rejected me, the God who delivered you from Egypt, but the God that is going to be leading you now, he's hiding over there in the equipment. And uh, so they come, they run over to him and they get him. And then he stands up. This dude's like Shaq. He's taller than all the people. You can't mistake him. He's taller than everybody else. And the people then see that he was set apart by God. He was set apart from all the other people. And then they shouted out, long live the king. And then royalty was explained to the people. And then God touched the hearts of some men who went with Saul. But yet there were some naysayers in the crowd as well. But yet Saul kept his peace. The people reject God. God gives them a king. Saul hides from the people. God exposed them. Saul was recognized and was set apart from the people. We have all rejected God as well. We have rejected God through our sin. Therefore, God has given us a king. Because of our rejection, God has given us a king. But this king brings us back to God. Jesus is the king of kings. As we learn, he is God's anointed one. And to those who believe in his name, the name of Jesus will become one in Jesus, making you anointed as well. Through faith, you can go from rejecting God to becoming a part of God. Isn't that amazing? You go from rejecting God, then through Christ, you can be a part of God. You can go from separated to being rubbed in. Meaning that we are in God. Don't hide from this anointing. Don't hide from this anointing. Understanding that you have been set apart. Hebrews tells us this. By that we will have been sanctified through the offering of the body of Jesus Christ once and for all. Hebrews 10.10. 10. 
Because of Jesus, you have been set apart. Just like Saul was set apart from, for God, from, by God to the people, you can be set apart as well. You are different. You are a new creation in Christ. Don't hide. Saul had this anointing, but he chose to hide. We have this anointing in Christ, and oftentimes we choose to hide. But by the Spirit of God, remember who has anointed you. It is Jesus Christ. He has fallen upon you by His Spirit. If you willingly just want that, you know, He can make you into another person. Taking your relationship with Christ to a whole other level through the Spirit of God. But so many of us hide from this. We hide from it because we think it's weird. We think that, oh, I don't want to give this up in my life. But guys, that's where the power is at, is in the Holy Spirit. Don't hide, but let your light so shine. And some will rebel against Jesus. Some will rebel, saying, how can this man save us? Speaking of Christ, they will despise him. Meaning what? If you're in Christ, if they despise him, they're going to despise you. They're going to despise you. Because why? Because you are rubbed into Christ. So what comes at Christ is going to come at you. Jesus said this, Remember the word that I said to you, A servant is not greater than his master. If they persecuted me, they will also persecute you. If they kept my word, they will keep yours also. But you hold your peace. Hold your peace because God is peace, and he is in you and you in him. Because you are in him, he in you, you will, he will never leave you, nor will he ever forsake you. Why? Because he's not going to forsake himself. He, you are in Christ. In Christ, meaning that you are along with him, and he is not going to forsake himself. Because he recognizes you as his body. You are in him. You are one in Christ. Being rubbed into God is a good thing. You are given comfort. You are taken care of. You, you become a new person through the Holy Spirit. The thing is, is that we don't need to hide. We, can, we are set apart and you can be proud of it. Everybody else is proud of everything else in this world. Why can't we be proud of this? I'm proud of being a part of Christ. <laughs> Why isn't there parades for that? If you're like Israel, rejecting God, then understand that God has given you a king. And that king is Jesus. And Jesus has died so that you can be forgiven. Jesus is king and he has provided you life, eternal life. And through his kingship, you are then set apart in him. You too can be anointed. The anointing is not just for a single person here, a single person there. The anointing of God can fall upon you as well. All it takes is to receive the king. Proclaiming, long live the king. Long live the king. And guess what? Jesus will live for eternity. Father, Lord, God, I know I struggled with my words tonight. But Lord, you know my heart. And God, I pray that it was communicated, Lord, Lord, that 
we have an opportunity to be a part of you. And that we can have the power of the living God in our lives. It just takes asking for it. Wanting it, desiring it. Waking up saying, I need it. I need the power of God. Holy Spirit, overflow me. Overtake my body. Take this vessel and use it. I'm proud to be anointed with you. I'm proud to be in you and you in me and we in God. Together, the Trinity wrapped up in one and with us involved. Why would you do that? Because you count us worthy. You long for us to be a part of what you are doing and who you are. But God, it takes the people, Lord, to have a heart to receive this and to believe in it, to have faith and to desire it. God, you don't make us do anything. So God, I just pray, God, I don't even have the words to say. Father, fall upon your people. Holy Spirit, fall. Just receive the Spirit of God. If you're looking to be some, you're looking for a change, the change is in the Spirit of God. Praise you, Jesus. Open our hearts, O God. Don't deny it. Don't reject him. If the Holy Spirit is asking to fall upon you, don't resist it. Shouts of praise, whatever you want to do, just worship the living God. It's not weird. I'm just praying, Lord Jesus, that we would receive the power, Lord. And if we've received the power, that we would walk in the power that we would be sensitive in listening and having that discernment, Lord, to listen to what you want to do and, and to, to minister to people that you want us to minister to. May we have your eyes. May we have your touch. May we have your, your speech, oh God. May we have all of you, all your gifts, all your talents, everything that you, who you are in Christ that we would have because your word says that you would give it to us. But what holds us back is our flesh. So God, I pray right now, oh God, that you would minister the hearts of your people. Help them understand. Encourage them, oh God. Come alongside of them. Touch their hearts, oh God. May they be free and just understand that you have a plan for them and that you want to continue. You don't want them to disband, Lord, that you want to use them in such a day as this, Lord, where we need the light to be shown within the world that we live in that is so, so very dark. Holy Spirit, we need you. We need you. We need you to be the fuel for our light. Well, that's all the time we have for today here on Grace to the Hearers with Eric Kluth of Calvary Chapel Coolidge. 
Don't forget to join us next time as we continue our verse-by-verse study through the book of 1 Samuel. Now, as we mentioned at the beginning of today's program, we'd like to make available to you a free copy of today's message. We can send you a copy of today's message on audio CD when you email us at info at gracetothehearers.com. That's info at gracetothehearers.com. Or you can listen to or download the message as originally recorded at Calvary Chapel Coolidge. Just visit our website at gracetothehearers.com. If you can't get to your computer to download or place an order, you can always call us at 520-723-7047. We'll be happy to help you. Again, that number to call is 520-723-7047. Again, we invite you to visit our website at gracetothehearers.com, where we provide helpful information about our beliefs, service times, and a convenient map to our church if you're in the Coolidge, Arizona area and would like to visit us. The Bible teaching that you hear each day on Grace to the Hearers is from the worship services at Calvary Chapel Coolidge. So if you've been blessed by today's message, join us for worship. Grace to the Hearers is the radio ministry of Pastor Eric Kluth of Calvary Chapel Coolidge. Please join us next time as we continue our study through the book of 1 Samuel. That's next time on Grace to the Hearers.